0: Episode 10, The Changing Face of Your Great Work. After a week away from tending to the politics and the news of the day in Peace Matters, I will still give a nod to the rumblings of Brexit and the Mueller report that evolved this week, but I will also close the loop on this week's chosen theme of designing great workplaces. Keep listening! Welcome to Peace Matters, a show that uncovers peace in our communities, our countries, and deep within our souls. I'm your host, Maya Mathias, founder of Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. Join me as I share three things in the show. One, stories or trends that impact our capacity for peace in the world. Two, insights and tools to help you cultivate more inner peace. And three, updates on the peace-building work I do, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. Be sure to head over to inventivelinks.com to sign up for our Peace Matters newsletter, where I share bonus resources to build more peace in your world. And now, on with the show. Part one, As the World Turns, stories or trends that impact our capacity for peace in the world. So today I am going to integrate my theme for the week, Great Workplaces, with what's happening in politics and in governments in America and the UK. So hear me out. What I have been paying Some attention to this week because I have been focused and out of town attending uh, an HR human resources conference. Is that lo and behold, America as a country has been waiting for two years for Robert Mueller's investigative report into Russia meddling or potential collusion with Americans or specifically the Trump campaign. That report came out over the weekend this week. And it remains to be seen what it all means, what all the details are, how long the report is, but it's out there. And it seems to be done and dusted as a report and as an investigation, but bear in mind there are lots of feelers and sort of offshoots of investigations that have been sent out to the various district attorney's offices in America. So that story is still unraveling. And on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, the UK continues to grapple with its next steps in terms of Brexit, removing itself from the European Union. And again, I paid some attention to it this week, but what I know for now is that Brexit continues to reel from one unresolved vote to another as to what the next step should be. There just isn't any consensus forming in the parliament or through the coalition governing party at the moment. And Prime Minister Theresa May has been the butt and has been bearing the brunt of a lot of that dissension and you know, a lot of finger-pointing towards her. So taking a step back and thinking about, okay, if you were a member of parliament or if you were a member of the United States Congress or working in the executive branch, it begs the question, were these systems of government, were these governing institutions ever a great place to work? And how great a role does leadership uh, play in making those great places to work? And does it then mean that the system of western governance is inherently flawed because the players right now just can't seem to get things going and can't seem to get things done so is the system inherently flawed in its design or is it just temporarily broken and if if that is if i tend to believe it's the latter that they're temporarily broken because i think The inherent design is meant to be democratic, is meant to reflect the will of the people to a large extent. Yes, we may elect representatives, but we place our faith in those representatives of government to reflect what we want for our lives on a day-to-day basis. Here's the thing, though. I want to ask the question and it circles back to what makes for a great place to work or in the case of government, how government creates a great place for us to live in our respective societies and countries. If democracies like the UK and America are truly representative, if that's what they're designed to be. And if those democracies and if those systems of government are in turmoil right now, what does that turmoil say about us as a society, as a human race? What does it say about our capacity to coexist in peace? If we are electing certain people into office and somehow that collection of people aren't able to move things forward, what does that say about us and the way we're looking at each other as fellow citizens? It is time, I feel, to look at ourselves too because our government, unless we live in a, you know, a dictatorial, autocratic government, any government that has some semblance or some degree of dep- democratic representation, it's a reflection of us. It's a reflection of how democratic we are being as citizens towards each other. So it is a time to look at ourselves too and to know that we are playing a part in that brokenness and we have. I would argue, a civic responsibility to see how our acts and how our way of showing up as citizens may need a second look. Part two, OM is where the heart is, insights and tools to help you cultivate more inner peace. Okay, back to the core theme of this week about creating and designing great places to work. As I shared in episode nine of Peace Matters and in this week's Fridays for Peace live stream, which you can watch the replay of if you go to inventivelinks.com slash events. Scroll down and look for the episode dated March 22nd, 2019. In both those arenas, episode nine and Fridays for Peace, I explored and expanded on my thoughts around creating a great place to work. And where I landed with all of it is the truth is we are all trying to figure things out right now. There is a lot of uncertainty and flux and transition that we are experiencing, whether we're leaders or citizens, whether we're managers or employees, whether we're team leaders or team players, we're all in this Oh, gosh, the the metaphor that's coming to me right now is the jigsaw puzzle, where things used to be in place and the picture of the entire jigsaw puzzle was pretty clear to us. You know, there might be a few pieces out of place, but because the bigger picture was already formed, it was easier to slot those stray pieces back in. Right now, though, the universe, or us as a human species, we have taken that jigsaw puzzle and we have just tossed those pieces back up into the air again. And now they're coming down to land on the table and it's a jumbled mess right now. So whether our particular jigsaw piece is a larger piece because we have a bigger voice in the world as a leader or an influencer, or whether we are one of the smaller pieces, still important and still trying to find our place in this larger jigsaw puzzle, Um, it's all kind of a big jumble right now. And thinking about it in the context of creating and designing great workplaces we are all in the same boat we may want to look to our leaders as we used to in the past to say hey tell us what to do you're the one in charge you should know what how to make this sense of work and being at work great for me as an employee So tell me again, why why aren't you creating something that I can be satisfied and fulfilled with? On the other hand, we as employees are overwhelmed by the sense of choice and chaos as well. We are having to bear the brunt as employees of of needing to be on call, sometimes 24-7, depending on our work. I'm thinking now to this organization that I volunteer with very regularly, a couple of times a week, actually. And this week, I was helping them out three times over three evenings. And I I was seeing the same, pretty much the same team every night. And I know that they have to be at work during regular office hours as well. And then at night, they're having to do this extra work. So that is a reflection of so much of what we do for work these days. All our workplaces are becoming more and more like that, where you have to work longer hours, you have to spend more time away from family. And that puts us in a place of saying, okay, if we don't have the downtime or the luxury of relaxing and kicking back with our family as much as we want to, and find that, that peace and contentment and joy. In that downtime, we're looking to work now to fulfill that for us because there is so much time and energy that we devote to work. We want more than just a monetary reward from that work. We want it to give us a sense of belonging, a sense of happiness, a sense of peace, a sense of purpose. And so we are demanding more from our workplaces than ever before, and definitely more than our parents or grandparents have have um, expected from their work. So because we're in this space of longer work hours, more work demands, more chaotic work environments, because things keep changing, the marketplace keeps changing, Do we as individual employees even know what we truly want anymore or are we just in reaction mode from day to day? Are we just responding to what's being thrown at us and not having the luxury of time or mental space to reflect on, hey, is this what I really want out of work? Is this what I really want out of life? And our old notions of regular work just don't apply anymore. So I believe the onus is on all of us, whether we're leaders or employees, it's a time for more grace towards ourselves and each other. It's a time for more introspection. We really need to take that time, even though we feel we may not have it, even a few minutes a day can make a difference, can start to make a dent in that, where we take that time out and take that step back and really think about what's going on in our lives, in our work, in our workplaces, and be more conscious of the roles that we're playing in those workplaces and how we are creating, adding to the chaos, or finding ways to create more calm and peace in this turbulence. Where would you rather be? Would you rather be the bringer of peace, or the perpetuator of that hate, of that sense of overwhelm at work. I know which side of the the equation I'd like to fall on, and I work on it every day to make sure that happens as much as possible. And so before I close out this segment, I want to leave you with this thought because of this changing face of work and workplaces, looking back on my own work history, I realize now that each time, because I was in the middle of this chaos, with the growing chaos over time, the work that I did was changing and shifting so much. I was as guilty as, as, you know, so many of you probably listening to this, that each time now, as I look back, I pointed the finger at a boss who I thought was being unreasonable and overly demanding and not really understanding where I was coming from, I realized now that some of that energy also needed to be applied to my contribution to the situation because I was unclear about what I wanted. I was hoping things would be one way, and then the next day they changed, and I got really frustrated with that, and I lashed out sometimes when I really shouldn't have. Um. The counterpoint to that is if you are listening to this and you're a leader in some fashion, you're a team leader, you manage a company, whatever the case might be, are we as leaders really listening? How well are we really listening to the pain that our people are experiencing? Because ultimately, we may be in charge of a huge organization, but that organization can't do very much without its people. You could automate your way out of a lot of problems, but there are some things, a lot of things I would argue at work that require human beings to get the job done. And so as these human beings now under our care are having to navigate this crazy thing we call work these days, are we really listening to their pains? As the landscape keeps changing. Are we con- constantly tuning in and being responsive and wanting to be open to the struggles that our people are facing and to be that source of strength or that source of comfort in some ways for our people? I think both those things are important. And we need to start talking to each other, having really real conversations with each other at work so that we can be more reflective, more compassionate, and ultimately create truly great workplaces for all of us. Part three, news and views updates on our peace-building work, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. So as I close out today's show, I do want to say that you can probably tell I've thought a lot about life and work's place in life and if you listen to all three things that I created this week that have to do with work and great workplaces, you'll see that I've come to a few conclusions. One is, when we reach a certain point in our life or in our understanding of what it means to do great work, it becomes clear that part of that work in our life involves serving others, involves caring for others, whether that others is our family, our community, our society, our country, or indeed the whole planet. Now, my journey in this life has taken many twists and turns already on this path to serving others, and I see now it is, it is an essential part of my life's mission and purpose, more so than most of my peers. Maybe I just need to meet more peers <laughs> who are in the same boat with me. And each time I strayed from or neglected this sense of mission in my life, I know I've suffered physically and energetically. I became run down. I, all, I had several burnouts in my life. And on hindsight, I knew that was because I strayed from the core of my essence, the core of my mission, the core of my purpose, what I am truly here to do. And I realized that there was a method that I applied, not a hard and fast technique, but sort of guideposts that and touchstones that I used over the course of my life to realize and to become clearer out what my mission was and to, to get ever closer to the core of it so that I could express it more fully and more clearly every day. So what happened was in late 2018, I distilled the essence of my journey and those guideposts and touchstones into a workshop that when I ran it in 2018, one participant described it as being very powerful and he got a lot out of it. I couldn't embrace that feedback at the time because it was still so new to me and I I was in the thick of creating it so I didn't have the perspective of looking at it as objectively as he could. So earlier this week with some now with some objective distance <laughs> from actually creating the, the workshop I listened back to it and now I see and understand what he means by its power it is a pretty phenomenal workshop. And I was listening back to it and going, holy moly, there is so much goodness here that can help you, especially if you are on that path, to trying to figure out what it means to uncover your great work, to get closer to it, to find that great work and to use that great work in service of others. So It's a workshop that's really designed to move you into the great work of your life. And I call it how to find and use your voice to do more good. And if this is resonating with you, and I know it's going to resonate with a lot of you listening to this, I invite you to check out the workshop. There is a fee involved. It's not a huge amount of money because if it speaks to you, it is going to be Brilliant for you. I know it now, now that I've listened back to it, having had some distance from it. Um, I really urge you to check it out because it's it's a wonderful workshop and it's going to open your mind, open your heart, and lift your spirit into what you are here to do in this life. So for more information about the workshop and to sign up to watch it, you can go to inventivelinks.com/slash voice 18. That's inventivelinks.com slash V-O-I-C-E and then the numbers one and eight. So voice one eight. inventivelinks.com slash voice one eight. Do check it out. It's a wonderful workshop and I can't wait for you to go through it, learn and grow from it and grow into the great work of your life. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for now. Thanks so much for listening to this. Oh, I have reached episode 10 of this podcast. That's exciting. That's what the first of, I know, many, many milestones for this podcast. So, hooray to me. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch a summary of all the things that I created this week around the theme of designing great places to work by signing up For my newsletter that I produce every weekend at the end of the week, that encapsulates the work that I did in this podcast in the Fridays for Peace live stream. So, to get my Peace Matters newsletter, if you're not already on the list, just go to inventivelinks.com. There's an opt in form right there on the homepage. And once you sign up, you will get the next issue as well as access to previous issues of Peace Matters. Alrighty. Thanks again for listening. And I will catch you next time on Peace Matters. Bye for now. You've been listening to Peace Matters with me, Maya Matthias. This podcast is proudly powered by Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it by going to inventivelinks.com support. Want to take your podcast experience to the next level? Sign up for my next online workshop and start building a stronger path to peace inside and out. Go to inventivelinks.com events for more information. Sign up for a workshop, then show up with your best questions on the stories and insights we feature, and with a sincere desire to lead a more peaceful existence. Till next time, let's make peace matter more each day. Bye for now.